0: does everybody know what time it is time to let it go let it go you'll never see me cry no 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 that's that's it it's grunt work
1: Crimson lips say, "Cleveland rocks, Cleveland rocks." Living in sin with an unsafe Tim, going Cleveland grunts because this is grunt work. The only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement that didn't have its river catch fire a couple times back in the '60s. Or care I'm your about host. Rhyming lyrics. <laughs> it's it's like you know it's like a modern day poem. We don't need to rhyme anymore. Okay, I'm who your are host... you? I'm your host Truman, the Christmas Story House man, Caps, and with me as Whoa. always is my co-host Landon. Cleave me alone, Solano,
0: uh, <laughs> and Landon. I'd like to think that that's more less of a Cleveland reference than more of me loving horror movies. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, honestly, that would be a great name for a horror movie, wouldn't it? You could be.
1: I mean. Where where the, where the the killer is the protagonist, and it's really just he just is an introvert who wants to be left alone, and eventually he murders people with a cleaver. We've yeah. all been there, haven't we? We've all been there. I, I think so, yes. Speaking of being places, Landon, have you ever been to the city of Cleveland? I have, yes.
0: I w- stood up in a wedding there. Oh. Le- wait. You- okay, you did stand-up... At a wedding, or you stood up in a wedding. <laughs> that, I did stand up at
1: a wedding in Hawaii. I stood yeah, up in a wedding
0: that. in Cleveland.
1: Okay, so when you say you stood up in a wedding, was it like if someone objects to this marriage, stand up now? And you objected to the marriage.
0: <laughs> no, am I saying it wrong? Is it? Is there a different term for it? I, I was stood up one of the ushers. Oh, that's. I mean, I, maybe that's a Cleveland term. I don't know. Like, I what's what, what? I mean, I wasn't the best man, but I stood in the line of men that stand next to the groom. Yeah, you were a groomsman. I think that's the word for it. I stood up as a groomsman.
1: Okay, I'm saying... Like, you just... Yeah, I don't know. You gave me a lot of different... Or you got stood up by your date at a wedding. I don't know. I thought <laughs> no, a, I thought that's a just in general life. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, look, I also... Uh, I also went to a wedding in Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland only exists as a place that we go for weddings.
0: <laughs> Maybe it doesn't exist at any other time. Do, do I, not look for Cleveland between the the seasons of winter to early spring. It only exists from, like, April 1st until, well, I guess people don't want to get married on April Fool's Day. Uh, probably not. April 2nd to October
1: 18th. Uh, the, the horrifying new film by M. Night Shyamalan, Cleveland. It's all just about going to a city for a wedding and then being trapped in it because the wedding is outside of wedding season and the city yeah, if goes away. Yeah,
0: because if, if you don't leave before those dates as well, you're trapped in Cleveland until the next spring. The, you know, the the real title should be Leaveland because you <laughs> want to leave. We are spending a lot of fucking time on
1: this. I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, how I mean, what else do you say? Like, what well, what what do you what do you say to start an episode? I don't episode know. People like don't this? even know what this episode's about. Folks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wait, no, I already introduced us. Well, this is a podcast about the TV series Home Improvement. This week we watched an episode of Home Improvement. We Spoiler did. alert, the city of Cleveland, Ohio factored into it. Landon, do do you have a synopsis perchance of what I happened do. this week? I do. I do. Can I please you, just Get into yeah, it. sure. All I'm. Right. Forgive me for trying to bring a little a little bit of life to the podcast and like bring in some some experiences. I I feel like I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like our
0: friendship grew because we've both been to weddings in Cleveland. But fine, what do I know? <sighs> oh, the Taylors go to a hardware expo in Cleveland, and Jill's Matt? excited to spend some time with the boys while Tim is filming spots for tool time. But <laughs> filming spots. The boys aren't boys anymore, and it's difficult. It's a difficult realization for Jill to come to that they would rather spend time with people their own age than their parents. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is
1: a tough realization that every parent must come to, and at some level, every child must come to as well.
0: Yeah, but it's not quite as difficult as the realization that Truman has to come to when he realizes that he has to guess that title. You know... You say it like I'd forgotten that this is a game we've been playing every
1: week for years. <laughs> and, oh, no. I for- actually, although sometimes I do forget to come up with title guesses. It hasn't happened in a while, but there are times that I actually do forget I have to guess that title. Okay. I have four options. Four? I, I have a lot of confidence in one of them, and I also mm-hmm. regret to inform you that it's a joke I've already used, and we're only a couple minutes in. First okay. option, Cleveland Rocks. Okay. Because, you know, Drew Carey show was on at the time, Drew Carey
0: has been on the show, it's another... It's it, it, strange, I mean, I mean, this is going to be a personal reflection of mine, I'm just going to interrupt this game to go yeah. into it for a second. Yeah, go. Strange that Drew Carey was on the show only episodes ago, and yet they go to Cleveland now. Yeah! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Seems like a weird missed opportunity there, but, you know, who am I to judge? I, I feel I feel like the Drew Carey show was really
1: Cleveland's coming out party in terms of like an American city that people talked about even as a punchline like I I don't know yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm only saying that because that was the way I first became aware of Cleveland was because of that show <laughs> and because oh. I assume that human history is only 32 years long and everything started happening when I started observing it I, I mean
0: I knew about it just out of proximity but I mean I I, I, I you know I think I went to see um I'm going to say a baseball game there because that's what one would uh, they're do in the process of changing their uh, their name. So right, um, rightfully so. That is. Yes. Hella racist. <laughs> OK. Uh, I, yeah. No, I saw a baseball game there when I was a kid.
1: All right. All right. All right. You know, it's a place to see a baseball game. I mean, I, you know, it is. I, yeah. Um, OK. Next, next option. Option. Jill cries Cajun fries. <laughs> Does does Jill literally cry in this episode? No, but it's kind of more representing her state of mind at certain points. Right. Does Landon? Well, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, hello. Uh, Okay. Third, too much cleave edge. Eh? (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. And and lastly, uh, rock and roll trade show a reference oh. to the 1979 film Rock and Roll High School and yeah, the, yeah, I believe, yeah. Ramones song. yeah. Um, so, uh, folks, first I want to say, not super proud of myself today. Just, just I, I tried hard, but sometimes sometimes you have two jobs. Sometimes you have <laughs> like to work you, a lot. I like when you self-grade. <laughs> Which is every time, so you like the thing I do every time. Uh, were any of these right, though? None of them were right. God now, damn it, really Not <laughs>
0: Cleveland Rocks? I felt really good about that one. You you're about to go on a journey, my friend. Oh, God, uh, I hate I'm gonna when tell this th- happens. No, no, no. You're gonna like where you end up, I think. Ooh. Um, it's it, but it is a journey. I'm gonna tell you the title, and then we're gonna go through, um, some trials and tribulations before we arrive at the reward. Well, what other home improvement podcast gives you this, <laughs> folks? I'm asking you.
1: <laughs> the title is Family Unties.
0: Oh oh, I am going to go on a journey for this. All right, continue. (laughs) It was broadcast originally on April 29th, 1997, directed by Jeffrey Nelson in a uh, a string of Jeffrey Nelson episodes we've had now and written by Ruth Bennett, who has written for the show before. In fact, hey, this is the last appearance for Ruth Ruth (laughs) Bennett for the series, so that's a wrap on Ruth. Um,
1: this is me clapping... Because okay, that's actually gonna fuck with my recording because I'm holding
0: the mic. This is me snapping. Yes. Because I, uh, spoiler alert, I think she did a good job. Um, she previously wrote. Let's just go through since this is we're not gonna see her again. We'll we'll talk about her old her old stuff. Uh, her cheating mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh brother. <laughs> the Bud Bowl. Yep. Al's video. Remember when Al was doing his own? Uh, oh, infomercial? I re- yeah,
1: I remember when Al was doing his own infomercial. Yes,
0: yeah, and then uh, and then this one. Now, are you ready for the culmination of this journey? Yeah. Yes, Landon, take me home. Okay. Ruth Bennett uh, is most famous for writing on other sitcoms. Oh, she shit. has uh, worked on such. Uh, shows as duet she wrote 54 episodes Mm. Uh, she was a creator of that show um Mm. she wrote for the facts of life laverne and shirley taxi uh later worked on sabrina the teenage witch uh the short-lived gene wilder show something wilder but she was nominated for three emmys writing on a tv show called family ties oh well 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 okay okay (laughs) It is a fun little journey. I think uh, I think this is a nice little um, you know inside baseball nod to Ruth Bennett uh, as a kind of going away gift. Look, in terms of being relevant to the action of the plot, uh,
1: terrible title. In terms of in terms of honoring uh, a writer who worked on the show and who wrote uh, an episode that I enjoyed very much, I think it's very sweet. Um, I actually,
0: I, I kind of disagree regarding the relevancy to what's happening because it, you know, Family Ties is about a family coming together, and this episode is kind of coming to terms with a family growing apart.
1: Mm, that's true. I guess that's true. And I have watched some Family Ties. My my girlfriend is a is a massive fa- my girlfriend is a massive fan of Young Michael J. Fox, and then it follows Who that she is a fan <laughs> of. I mean, look, he. <laughs> It it takes it takes very powerful acting for you to play a guy who is very enthusiastic about Ronald Reagan and me watching <laughs> that can say damn it those are still funny jokes so yes <laughs> Family Ties great show Michael J Fox great actor I'm glad that we ruled on that um, title for the episode eh, I don't know it's still better okay. than any of mine so fine yeah a, a million A pluses Family unties okay well we know how you feel about the title how do you feel about the episode. I loved this episode. I had a blast wow. watching it. I laughed harder and longer at one point than I think I ever have before at Home Improvement. And <laughs> and again, this isn't something that I want to keep harping on, but I, I laughed harder at this episode than I have laughed at any episode of Schitt's Creek or any of the four <laughs> episodes of Ted Lasso I've watched. So okay. I, I'm not trying to make any bold pronouncements, but I'm just saying... Uh, there are people out there who say that we are too negative, but I re- this episode is really making me realize I do love this show. When it is firing on all cylinders and doing stuff right, I really love Home Improvement. It really warms my heart. Uh, that doesn't absolve it of a lot of other stuff that it does, but when it's doing stuff right, I love it. Uh, um, I, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, I didn't realize the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was that old, and it's hilarious to me oh. that even... Even, like, 30 years ago, it was the only thing anyone in Cleveland could talk about, and they were all obsessed <laughs> with it. Yeah. And
0: um, uh, lastly, and it, yeah. I, so to to circle back on my earlier point about going to Cleveland, um, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I went there before it opened. Uh, and then went again, obviously, after it was opened, but we were too busy with the wedding to go. So I still right. haven't been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'd like to go.
1: I went to Cleveland uh, uh, like four years, ago, three or four years. I don't know. I went to I went to Cleveland sometime after Trump got elected, but before the pandemic. So you, you you can you can guess somewhere in that time frame. And you do the math, yeah. Specifically, didn't go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, despite everyone and everything in the city putting me in that direction. I was just like, I don't need to spend 38 bucks to see a bunch of uh, electric guitars stapled to a wall. And uh, I think I had the same. <laughs> I have the same position on it as Randy articulates in this episode, and I I, I really like that a lot. How do you feel about Planet Hollywood? Uh, you know, I don't like it as much as at, it's it's probably my 10th favorite planet, I, at least. Maybe there's some <laughs> other ones that I might like <laughs> okay, better. All right. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, at least at Planet Hollywood, I can get, like, a a $19 cocktail and a $16 burger that is worse than a burger I could get at In-N-Out.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does that. Um, okay. (laughs) this is going to, went too many directions for me to comment on. I'm just gonna get back on track here. Yeah, well, what are your uh, reflections, Landon? How did you feel? My reflections. Uh, it's been a long time. Probably, uh... Since the first season, maybe, of doing this show. I'm trying to Jeez. even think of what the episode was. But it's been a long time since this show has, like, reflected, uh, like, real-world things. Like, s- stuff that has, like, changed the course of my life to, you know, a small degree. But, like, where I was able to trace the origin of it back to Home Improvement. I feel mm-hmm. like I did that a lot when we first started the show. Like, when I recognized that I did the Tool Man salute to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, this episode brought that back out in me, um, which was a strange feeling. Uh, And we'll get into that in the deep dive. But um, listen, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Uh, This episode uh, made me cry. I cried. I cried a little bit. Oh, well, Landon. <laughs> uh, did I cry once? No, I cried twice. That's fine. Landon. Whatever. Wow, uh, <laughs> dude! Congratulations. I feel weird a little bit admitting it because it was for uh, personal reasons, but um, which I won't go into. But you know, here I am, words and all. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think crying is a wart land and I think cry, if there was like a
1: cool wart that uh, that people should be proud of having that's what crying would be uh, cr- to quote a webcomic from the early 2000s crying is nature's gas
0: station and you should be proud to stop there <laughs> I like that. I haven't seen that Um, webcomic. It was mostly at the end of this episode. And I I think it's because, and I'm excited to get into it, um, this episode delivers on something that I've asked for many times in the past uh, for seeing the culmination of Tim and Jill's um, storyline in regards to a change in the kids. I feel like we usually wrap up with a joke before they have – the scene that they have at the end of this uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like cathartic to see it happen and it was everything I wanted it to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. It was a really, I think there was kind of more tenderness and sweetness and emotional intimacy between Tim and Jill in this episode than I have seen in so long and I thought it was... Really, spe- it didn't make me cry, so I guess I didn't like it that much. But it was—it <laughs> well, like was, real- was,
0: was for personal reasons.
1: I would say this is a very special episode, and not in the way that it normally means with a sitcom, but just it was very special because it was just just a
0: everything I a wanted. Special episode of grunt work.
1: Yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is one. Listen, one of us has something that that uh, could be a horrible disease, but we won't find out <laughs> until the end of the episode.
0: It's called crying. Um. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it, whatever. We're here. Uh, look, uh, a strange salty discharge from the eye. It could be it could be crying or uh, <laughs> it could be Ebola. We'll find out. We'll find out. St- stay tuned. Um, okay, well, pack enough suitcases to make sure you can carry back home all the jokes that we are about to receive from the deep dive. You, you don't, you're not gonna need that many suitcases. You could do you could do a, a women's clutch
1: bag and that would be uh, plenty to carry all the jokes we're about to leave
0: uh we start in the backyard uh strange because i'm used to starting on tool time i feel like that's mm-hmm. the default now the grunt creep uh is i think trying to hedge the uh, uh, what do you call it Trim uh, well, the hedges he, up i think the, he's trying trellis i think he's trying to climb up the trellis i don't know though i i well he's he's on a rope that's dangling mm. in front of the trellis and he's got a saw in his hand and he's swiping at the leaves on the trellis that's why okay. i was thinking he was trying to like trim it but he's not successful
1: well, the, well, if you're trying to okay, okay, if he has the saw, then yes, clearly he's trying to trim the hedge. I don't know why you're not going to just hang off the trellis. Why involve a rope in this process? And
0: why would you try to trim trim the trellis leaves with a saw, a handsaw, well, rather than you know snippers? Well this is the this is the personified
1: logo for the T V show Home Improvement. If you have to ask why they'd <laughs> okay. use the wrong tool Fair. for the job, I don't think you've been paying close attention.
0: So <laughs> and Jill. we all know I've been paying real close attention.
1: <laughs> yeah, through those through those uh you know, those red tear stained eyes. Yes. Uh so Jill comes out into the backyards uh back well the backyard, with her hair up in curlers, wearing a robe and wearing a but I, it took me a second to realize, oh, those those
0: are, it's like a Walkman, I guess? Those are headphones? It, the, the headphones blend into her hair curlers. I didn't know that she was wearing those either until she took them off.
1: <laughs> and she's singing uh, the song Wild Thing as she takes out her garbage. Uh, already, already echoes of Jill, oh. the
0: queen, the crown princess of pop. The priestess of pop. Priestess um, of pop. I'm going to look up whether or not the Trogs are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, good uh, good idea. So, as she's singing this song
1: by the Trogs, she turns around and spots that Wilson is there watching her, which, I mean, I don't know why you're surprised by that. Where is Wilson ever, if not in his backyard? And <laughs> um, they talk a little bit, and she explains she's super excited because she's going to a hardware show, a, tra- a hardware trade show. And, and he says, who are you, and what have you done with Jill? And Jill explains that she's excited because Tim is going to this trade show in Cleveland, and whenever Tim goes to a trade show and she comes along, Tim spends all day at the show, but she goes sightseeing with the boys and Yes. You know, they always have good times together. She talks about the time they went to Chicago and Randy threw up all over the elevator to the Sears Tower, which <laughs> you know i mean that doesn't seem like a randy move honestly it seems like like brad is the gross one mark is the one who makes mistakes randy doesn't seem like the know. one who does a gross when, thing
0: when they were kids they were all pretty gross i mean they came back from pizza you know oh, going out for pizza fights pizza and they pagoda. all had like they, they were all covered in pizza and Mark true. put broccoli down someone's pants true <laughs> <laughs> Strange place to put broccoli. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess okay, I guess I guess you're right. I guess that is you know, I guess all of the kids can be I, gross I, when they want to. Yeah, I think I think any of them are suspect. Um also I wasn't a gross kid, but I threw up a lot, so that also sounds like something I would have done. Oh um, I know, I'm sorry. Uh no, I, no, I no that's no, I'm I'm the one who's sorry. That must have been that must have been awful for you. <laughs> uh so she as she's reminiscing uh, Wilson um, also is like oh yeah I remember when I used to spend time with my mom we used to bake sugar cookies and then astral project into another universe
1: <laughs> so is Wilson's mom Marianne Williamson is that what we're thinking
0: <laughs> I mean we've met her so I guess we could know we for have her sure. well I did we we saw her face I can't remember I just all we, I can remember of Wilson's mom is her creepy ass fucking eye from uh, a Bay of blood. I I think that's as much of her face as we saw. I really think it was was
1: just the eye and maybe her forehead. I don't know.
0: Yeah, so I guess we can't confirm. That's all I'm saying. The world may never know. Um, (laughs) The worst James Bond movie. (laughs) Which is technically maybe the next one if we don't get it in theaters soon. No, I. I, I don't think it tops die another day, but again, that's yet another podcast that we should make. <laughs> uh, we, we will never know if there is time to die or not if we don't get this James Bond movie soon. <laughs> uh
1: so Tim comes out into the backyard and yeah. uh and and
0: joins in this conversation and Jill is. And I want to, I want to yeah. interject here and just say, I, I, kudos to the writing of this scene. They are covering a lot of ground in a short amount of time. Oh, It absolutely. feels like it really highlights how often they're just kind of wasting time on silly jokes. I, you know, why would anyone ever do that? Yeah, uh, yeah, bomb yeah. Not I mean, to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim looks straight into it.
1: Uh, well, yeah, no, no, it definitely, the episodes of Home Improvement that use every minute carefully really highlight how many other episodes just don't. <laughs> yes. e- yeah. Even this episode, there were times when I thought like, okay, they're just they're just burning time on hijinks, but then the hijinks all kind of
0: became a part of the episode, which I liked. Um. Yeah. um so Tim comes out and he's excited because he has put some sort of nitroglycerin liquid stuff into the gas tank to make them, I don't know, some moonshine shit that the, will... The uh, car will go fast. Get, the yeah. car will get there before we do. Cargo which fast. Which I thought was <laughs> kind of a funny line. Yeah. Um, he's out there to borrow a suitcase from Wilson, and Jill's like, do you need another one? You have six. Uh, he needs to get one for every sample that they're going to offer at this hardware expo.
1: Yes, Yeah. And so Jill has also related to Wilson that she's uh, excited to take the boys to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Wilson tells her, oh, look for the display on my old friends, the Beatles, when you're at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (laughs) And I kind of just love the idea that there's, yeah, you know, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there's one display for the Beatles. That's it. That's uh, yeah.
0: Not an entire wing of the entire museum. There's a yeah. floor dedicated to the Beatles. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a floor dedicated to each one of the Beatles, and then <laughs> yes. and then. Uh, well, half... Ringo, Ringo's in a sub basement, but
1: R- R- yes, Ringo's a sub basement which he shares with the uh, with the section for the band Wings.
0: But other than that, <laughs> uh, Jill's yeah. astonished. I don't know why. I mean, we just learned that he's relatives with the beach boys honestly how is
1: there not a vh1 camera crew following wilson around all the time this missing link between the beach boys and the beatles <laughs> this is
0: this is that sweet spot right before reality television took over everything oh. <laughs> that's if home room it went a couple more years we would have seen
1: that I I'm just I'm just wondering like is, like what other what other musical connections does does Wilson have like if the show was still on it's like oh yes well when you're in Atlanta be sure to see my godson Kanye West <laughs> He's a shytown guy but um I thought he, I thought he spent some time I thought he did, I thought... Oh, okay. I don't know. I thought, he, I thought he was working in Atlanta. Okay. Moron Truman doesn't know much about rap. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Tim has a few lines here I want to call out because I thought yes. they were fun. Because Jill's astonished about the Beatles, and she goes, oh, my God, is Paul as cute as he uh, seems in photos or whatever? And Wilson goes, cuter. And Tim goes, uh, if you want to know cute... Uh, or Tim, Well, first when he says, uh, I know the Beatles, Tim goes, big deal, I know Black and Decker. And then Jill says, is Paul cute... Uh, Wilson says cuter. Tim says if you want cute I'll introduce you to Sherman Williams as he's like dragging <laughs> dragging Jill away. Yeah, I, there, there's also this good bit when she when he's
1: collecting the suitcase and and Jill says to him uh, I just do you really need to bring home every single sample from the hardware show and Tim just stares at her for there's an dead silence an, yeah. inordinately long time to- like like an eternity <laughs> in sitcom seconds. And then she just goes of course you do, which <laughs> that was great. I love it. I love it. I want to put a ring on it. Um, Truman. Landon.
0: We go to the theme song. Yes. Uh, I was debating whether or not to tell you this.
1: You're always debating whether or not you want to talk about the theme song. It's one of the biggest points of contention on this show. No, no,
0: no. I, whether or not I, this is me less about the theme song, more divulging information about something to expect in the future. Oh, uh, that's always something I, I never know if I want to do or not, or just have you experience it live on air. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell okay. you because I want, I want to give you the gift of appreciation. I oh. want you to savor <laughs> the next I, few episodes because I can confirm we yes. get a new theme song next season. I don't buy it, Landon. I don't <laughs> buy it. I've been burned before.
1: <laughs> You've been very sure about things that have then turned out to not happen, so I don't know. I mean, I've also been, I feel like I've been led to believe that Mark is going to have his goth episode for like two straight seasons now, and it still hasn't <laughs> happened. So,
0: uh, Yeah, that's true.
1: I'm not saying i am not saying you're a liar. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just going to say I'll believe it when I see it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're not saying your pants are on fire, but there is smoke coming out of your ass. I, and, and I am sitting on a telephone wire, and the smoke is only because I had Polish food.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, what have I become? I, 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 I don't know. Let's go to the hotel lobby where um, the bellboy is bringing in a bunch of luggage, which is all of Tim's. <laughs> yes. And he tells him, when you're done, go back out and get everybody
1: else's. <laughs> all three boys have to pee. Mm-hmm. Yep. And really bad. And- and they they run off, and Tim explains, you know, his, his credo, which is no rest stops unless we change time zones. And Jill says, ten more minutes into this trip, and we would have
0: been changing more than time zones. Good <laughs> As line. As someone who takes a lot of road trips, um, <clears throat> I think that I I mean I guess no, that doesn't make any sense because you could be traveling through an entire state for a day. No, you got to Tim, what are you doing? You yeah, want a t- ruptured? You don't want a ruptured bladder? You don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, well, I mean you've probably got pretty good health insurance
1: and they're on your plan, so I don't know, maybe maybe you do. Maybe you'll that'll add your frequent flyer miles <laughs> at the ER. Who who can say? Um but th- while they're while they're in the lobby, they bump into one of Tim's friends, a plumbing supply salesman named Lou, who gives them a complimentary toilet brush.
0: And, hey, tool uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. It's Lou Michaels from Precision Bathroom Fixtures. Wow, well, you wrote down all the dialogue, huh? <laughs> Here, have a sample tooth- <laughs> uh, toilet brush. Jill wow. reads it. All the ways to br- always brush after you flush or after which, every flush,
1: which let me tell, I've been and it's been on my mind today. Pretty good
0: tagline, I have to say. I like that <laughs> tagline. Uh, but what they didn't uh show, I, I caught this just by freeze framing it, mm-hmm. uh, that was printed on the bottom of it, uh, underneath yeah. that tagline yeah. was uh, character actor corner.
1: Oh my god, they p- wow, how did they fit that in there? <laughs> you must have had the laser disc to get such good quality,
0: <laughs> uh. Lou Michaels is played by a character actor by the name of Paul Parducci. Ooh, that's a good name. Isn't that just I like feels it. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a name you can set your watch to. Um He has sixty one credits, uh, going back all the way to nineteen eighty seven in, in a movie called Silent But Dudley. Oh no. Oh and God. He's play- it's a character named Jack Cheese. <laughs> okay,
1: that's it. That's great. That's really good. I I automatically want to watch this movie.
0: <laughs> um, he was in the Young and the Restless, the John Larroquette show, an episode of Jag, Arliss mm. Murphy Brown, Mad About You, the Weird Science TV series. Um. And a few other ones that equal 61 credits. Do you want your clues as to whether or not he was on ER? Oh, shit. I forgot. I had a whole preamble for this episode. Oh, shit. I forgot. Last week... Last week I was—I uh, told you we were gonna play Pee Wee's Playhouse rules for our new um, Chalupa Challenge game. We were gonna test oh. it out, <laughs> and I had—I had the word all picked out. You didn't say it, and I forgot about the game, so I didn't tell you what the word was by the end of the episode.
1: Yeah, I know. I was kind of noticing that when I edited last week's episode. It's like, <laughs> wow, it's—it's it's truly a mystery. Like the I word just, last yeah. week was Gurney. Gurney. Hmm. And you never you know, said
0: it. And I tried to set you up once or twice, but you, you oh, didn't go. There. Yeah, I
1: tried to get me to get yeah, but I was saying cart or something, but I didn't say yeah. Gurney. You could have also asked me gurney. You could have also asked me what the name of the Atreides family's uh, main uh combat trainer in the book Dune is, because I would have said Gurney Halleck and then we would have been there. But uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I can't I
0: can't feed it to you. We can't be giving people chalupas every single week.
1: I, yeah, you gotta, I, that, you gotta get that. That would on your be own.
0: socialism. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, well, well, shit, all right, well, I, 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 okay, I'm, no, no better place than Character Actor Corner to, uh, realize the unfinished business of last week.
0: Yeah, because we're in the game, I mean, this is the old game, this is the oh, hulk okay. that used to be the Chalupa Challenge, uh, now it's just a pointless game that we play every week. <laughs> is, there, um, is there ever been a pointful game, though? I feel like all games no. are pointless. I have another word for this week, and I am going to write myself a note right now to tell you what it is at the end if you don't guess it. Great. I look forward to that. Um, Okay. But do you want your clues as to whether or not he was on ER? uh, Yeah. So was he on NYPD Blue? He was on an episode of NYPD Blue. Cheers? He was not on Cheers. Frasier? He was not on... Uh, with
1: 61 credits in an NYPD Blue appearance, not to mention Arliss, I'm gonna say yes to ER.
0: He was not on ER. Shit,
1: I shouldn't have let Arliss factor in. I got, I got Arliss drunk. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you, does this feel like an empty game now that there's nothing on the line?
1: I mean, there's nothing on the line, but it is just one more chance in my day for me to fail at something, and lord knows I'm not presented with (laughs) enough of those as it is.
0: Fair, okay, good.
1: Um, okay, so, uh, so anyway, Jill and Tim are there, and Jill goes to check in, and then, uh, Tim meets, uh, well, Randy comes back, and he meets Lou, the plumbing appliance salesman's son, who's there with his laptop,
0: yeah. nerd. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin is the name of the son, Lou is the name of the salesman. Um, yes. and, yeah, so he, he, Randy, uh, just immediately sees the laptop, asks about it, and, uh. Um, he, at first I thought he was carrying a Truman-sized bag, but I'm like, when <laughs> I took a second look, when I freeze-framed it, I'm like, oh, no, 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 Kevin has nothing on Truman. Um, yeah, no, no, no one's got a sack as big as mine. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Kevin says, uh, because Randy asks about the computer, Kevin says, oh, this, it's just a notebook with a power PC processor, 64 megs of RAM and 33.6 modem, modem and and a 33.6 modem. Um, Kevin was kind of being a little humble braggy there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, th- it's just it's just this.
1: It's just 64 megs of RAM. <laughs> I mean, my laptop has 16 megs of RAM and I feel pretty good about that. Wait, no, maybe uh, it has gigs of RAM. Oh, actually, yeah, 64 megs, is, yeah. Yeah, okay, it's never mind. These days. Yeah. Yeah, my laptop could nuke this kid's laptop. Fuck your laptop, Kevin. <laughs> uh, but th- do we want to talk about what happens after he gives the specs for his laptop? Uh, no, I won't give up on this episode. I'm done. Randy. Okay. Bye. Uh, Landon. Randy grunts. He goes, you don't need to hear what (laughs) grunting is, but this resonated for me so much because as I've said before, I feel like the thing that I am most tool manny about in this world is laptops. Like when I got my (laughs) new lap like I'm just down. My laptop has 16 gigs of Ram. I'm super proud of that. I've got a tricked out. like, Like the one, like cars. no. Power tools? No. A laptop? Yes. That's something where I am interested in the specs and having one that is better than everyone else's. It's stupid, <laughs> but that's laptops are my uh, muscle cars. So, so and they're you, Randy's too. You
0: would have grunted in this moment as well.
1: I would have grunted in this moment as well, and I totally would have wanted to hang out with this kid at the mall. I bet they're going is this, to. I uh, mean, I,
0: if I, if I'm to understand the the correlation here, like the Kevin in your life would have come up to you and said, "I've got a 32 uh, gig RAM." processor yeah and i would have been like that's not what? that's not that's not how ram and processors work but can,
1: uh you know can, what I can mean. you can you run crisis on 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 the highest settings whoa <laughs> does your does your fan not kick on when you open 20 different internet tabs um <laughs> what kind of cooling pad have you got
0: how's your battery life these jill's are all real the questions i have yeah jill's at the counter She's at the counter. She's asking the concierge about things to do. Uh, and the concierge gets really excited, actually. He's like, oh, yes. I'm so glad you asked me. Uh, I mean, this is the attitude he has. Like, I, I love telling people about this. This is my passion in life. Let me tell you a thing or two about this new exhibit that they're doing <laughs> over at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's well called... all suited to the job. <laughs> the Changing Faces of Rock and Roll. Now, I know you made fun of... The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before I, I and I'll do that it again. I it's going to happen. I just, just going to say I can sense it's coming again. This is an exhibit that I would be interested in seeing there. But we don't even know what the exhibit is. Yeah, we do. It's the changing faces of rock and roll. How has I, rock and roll evolved from you know the blues to Chuck Berry to the Beatles to you know uh, who got inducted in 1997? I don't know. Probably <clears throat> it might be too early for Nirvana. Pearl Jam. Know. Yeah, nah, it's still I, too early for them, too.
1: Based, look, based on the criticisms I've heard of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I feel like it's going to document the cha- the face of rock and roll changing from one white face to a different white face. That's that's what I <laughs> okay, think. yeah,
0: fair. <laughs> that's that's what I think probably do. a fair criticism. But speaking of white faces, Jill... Okay, so she he says it's called the changing faces of rock and roll. Jill says, what's it about? Michael Jackson? And I... <laughs> it's a good can't bit quite art, I can't quite articulate my reaction in this moment um, I, I was out of my chair <laughs> I was what, on cler- your feet? Well, first of all the clerk was angry at Jill yes, uh, yes. So, so was I to a certain degree I'm like really Michael Jackson jokes that really I mean I get it was like the 90s and that was the thing to do but that's like what you would hear every night on Jay Leno like I'm paying a little bit more for my sitcoms, not my, my <laughs> nightly monologue from, Hey, you know, you heard about this when I said the news. Um, <laughs> right after this, Jill was walking around
1: the streets asking people questions and when they got them wrong, looking <laughs> hey, at the camera. this is a
0: true story. i heard about this uh, the changing faces, rock and roll the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
1: I, I try not to interrupt you when you're doing a Jay Leno impression because I want to just see how long it can go on its own
0: steam. <laughs> well, and if you do interrupt me, there's a good chance you get sucked into it. So uh, it yeah, is like yeah. a singularity. <laughs> I will eventually absorb everything in existence into my Jay Leno impression.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and honestly, existence... Is pretty bad right now, so fuck it. Hey, you see, you see this? You hear about these guys over here? They're they're doing a thing. It's called improvising, <laughs> except it's they're not doing it very well. They're on a podcast about home improvement.
0: Your Jay Leno, not to criticize, I love it. Your Jay Leno sounds like Carla just kicked Cliff in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'll always take it when it's a cheers reference the reason my jay leno is so bad is because i never watched
0: jay leno because i've never particularly enjoyed him i mean mine's not any good either but um anyway tim comes over to the counter uh he now has a sample pool skimmer Um, yes she's like we don't have a pool tim and he's like well i'm just hoping it'll work on your gravy what is in her gravy I you know what I kind of like lumpy gravy
1: whatever is lumpy in there is probably fatty tasty delicious bits Ugh, so gross. I'll, I'll eat okay well as a vegetarian I can see the I I just I'm just saying I like gravy I'd pick, really all then I'll have yours thank you very much I <laughs> you, love you gravy. are welcome to it I I would get a I would get a a, a soda fountain cup full of gravy if if
0: society would let me <laughs> cowards oh, God. <laughs> your <laughs> is your dream to have the like velvet tracksuit and uh, uh, eating a block of cheese like yours, Casanza. I mean, it, not not far
1: off. Look, I will I will tell you that when I was in middle school, I took a, you know the Papa John's garlic sauce. I did a shot yeah. of just that stuff straight oh. out of the container. And I've got a tangible pain in my stomach hearing that. hmm. I I don't, like, I was at a band competition, and I was fine for the rest of the day. Everyone looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, fuck you guys, I'm good,
0: I love it, I love umami. I guess I shouldn't be criticizing, at a New Year's Eve party, I chugged a full two-liter of Dr. Pepper. (laughs) <laughs> i wish it had been dr peeper <laughs> like some kind of off-brand uh, fago
1: type uh, type version uh that's that's gross too honestly i think that one is like mine mine was at least
0: a smaller quantity of, yes, of gross yes. preservatives going into my body mine was i was very close to going into shock after i was done drinking that and i haven't really drank uh soda at all since then so go, go if, you, on, if you I it, want I guess. <laughs> if you want a version therapy just, and you want to be done drinking cola, chug a two liter. Don't do that. Uh, I'm not giving that advice. Don't ever follow that, please.
1: Listen, for the rest of that day, everyone who smelled my breath after shotgunning the garlic sauce was also pretty close to going into shock. So I, I understand what you're, you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, they, we, we cut from there to... Yeah, we uh, get a uh,
0: pool skimmer transition to the room.
1: Yep. Uh, and they're, they're up there. And it's this weird shot where Jill is in the main room of the of the hotel suite talking into one of the bedrooms trying to get braden or trying to get mark and randy to get up so they can go and see the rock and roll hall of fame but mark and randy are off screen telling her like it's yeah. saturday we don't want to get up whatever and it's very clearly they didn't have
0: the actors on set that day yes. but it's just i have a theory about this yeah yeah what do you think okay so well let's walk through the scene and i'll tell you what my theory is
1: uh, okay, so yeah, so anyway, she can't get him out out of bed. Brad is still down uh, on the convention floor, and uh, yeah. Tim comes in because he needs another uh, another suitcase to store all the freebies that well, he's getting. Yeah, okay,
0: this is before Tim comes in. So what happens is Jill's like trying to make breakfast and get them out of bed. Uh, you hear Mark say, "It's Saturday morning. Come on, we're trying to sleep," um, and she's like, "Oh, come on, we have so many things planned." And then a pillow just flies out of the room and hits her in the face. Yes. And uh, she goes, OK, fine. Just for that, we're going to the Dollhouse and Thimble Museum, which I thought was a funny line. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, she's like, if you're not OK, I'll give you 10 minutes. And if you're not out of there, I'm going to come in there with this bucket of ice. And then Randy just yells out, can you bring some sodas with that? And then she throws the pillow back in. And you could tell Patricia Richardson started laughing at that moment. Here's my theory. I think Tim is on the other side of that open door. And then walks, mm. throws a pillow at her and then walks around to the main door. <laughs> I like that theory. That's
1: okay. That's, that's a fun bit. That's, that's, that's workplace friends goofing around on the
0: job. I, I think that's, yeah. that's a fun idea. It, it, yeah. It gave me kind of an insight to their uh, working relationship, which I, I was, I you know, filled with joy.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. Pre- uh, presuming so... it's
0: the truth. I don't know if it's the truth or not, but yeah, well, in well, my we, mind we, it is.
1: Yeah. We invented a, we invented a situation and decided that that is our reality. Uh, so anyway, the, uh, Tim comes in and he needs to get a new suitcase and, and Jill is kind of he's carrying,
0: one, carrying one in already. Yeah. Uh, but it's like full of cement or something like that. He cement he drops it on the ground. He's like, you wouldn't believe what they're giving the concrete guys are giving out this year. And, uh, so Jill laments that she's missing out on time
1: sightseeing with the boys cause they won't get up or Brad's down on the floor. And, Tim is kind of sympathetic, but he also is like, it's not a lot of time. I got to get back down on the floor and, you know, sign autographs and meet my fans and be with my public. It's not easy being me. And Jill goes, yeah, just imagine being
0: married to you. <laughs> but t- then Tim retorts, uh, if only that were possible, as he kind of, <laughs> like, smiles and slides his way out the door. And, like, normally that would be a shitty thing, but it was, I don't know, it just it, it locked into the playfulness of their marriage that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Um, that, like, you could tell he doesn't really feel that way. <laughs> yeah. just the, saying it to kind of wind her up a bit.
1: Yeah, the the moments when when they're being this way and you can tell that it's not... Th- there's times that you think that Tim really buys his own bullshit, and then there's other yeah. times when you can tell that he's just being a goof because he knows that's their dynamic. And the the latter one works a lot better for me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, they, he's going down to go sign autographs and stuff, and we get a Tool Time banner that takes us to the convention floor and the Tool Time booth, which just has a long, friggin' line uh, for autographs. Yes. From one person on the Tool Time
1: crew, <laughs> and it's not Tim, and it's not nope. Al. Oh, oh, it's Heidi. Oh, it's Heidi. It's Heidi. Heidi. Everybody, everybody <laughs> wants an autograph from Heidi, and... <laughs> We The camera just kind of pans from this long line of people and Heidi signing their a their of A lot of ponytails. <laughs> a lot yeah. of guys with ponytails. I th- I think the live studio audience got drafted to be in this scene. <laughs> Every live studio audience shot is a really good kind of cross-section of who was yeah. visiting L.A. at a specific point in
0: time <laughs> in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There, there's not much for the scene. Tim and Al kind of lament to each other that, like, oh, well, uh, I guess if you were Heidi, you'd, you know... Uh, I can't remember uh, what happened here. If
1: if if we did a Al, if we did a swimsuit calendar, they'd want our autograph too. Mm. Tim, if you did a swimsuit calendar, you'd be kicked off the air.
0: Meh, Meh. I'm glad that scene was short. Um, the well, next it, scene, which it slides, really was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, slides into place. Uh, tool time on locale. Uh, they are actually <laughs> recording um, an episode now. We get the tool time on location logo. uh yep. they're both wearing hard hats that say Hardware Expo on it. Alice is like, again, we, we theorized earlier in this show, seasons ago, that Richard Karn had a relationship with the uh, costume department and that he toyed around in the hat room often. And that's how yeah. Hattie came to be. Oh, <laughs> Hattie. Now, he has a hard hat on that's like barely noticeable, but it's like one or half a size too small.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they really, really, it's like, It's like the same way how on Seinfeld they always gave uh, Jason Alexander clothes that were a little too small to make him just look constricted and and angry and everything. (laughs) Like
0: it's like a similar thing with Al to make him look more put upon. Yeah. Um, So Heidi introduces them and uh, they start talking about being at the Hardware Expo. As soon as they leave Heidi behind them, just the crowd (laughs) rushes in on her, which I thought was a funny, uh, funny moment. Um, (laughs) Yeah. They walk over to the Precision Bathroom Fixtures booth uh, where we see Lou Michaels again. And he's introducing a new little invention that the Precision uh, Bathroom Fixtures has invented uh, called the home urinal system, the potty tail. Yes,
1: it mounts flush with the wall and then (laughs) you can fold it down because that's what everyone wants to do is touch the thing that they have peed into and will pee into
0: again. Uh, uh, Agreed. Agreed with you. Now, I'm going to go on record and say, I love this idea. I've never understood why urinals don't exist in homes. Um, In fact, Al goes on to say, or maybe it was Lou that said, that this only takes uh, 10 ounces of water per flush, which is great. Um, The thing is, I agree with everything you're saying here. No one wants to touch that shit. But, yeah, you introduce it in 1997. By 2020... You've got, you know, it's all automated. You, it's hands-free. You're not touching anything. It's taking, it's waterless now. Like, you need to inv- you need to put out the thing that isn't, like, what it will become so that it can evolve into what it needs to. So you're saying it's kind of a home automation, like, hey, Google, unfold my urinal, like that sort of situation. <laughs> not even. I don't even think you'd need that much. I mean, you put a sensor on. I mean, there's sensors that can tell when your hand are Well, maybe not my hands because they never worked for me when it's Mm -hmm. under a faucet and it shoots water at you. So when you're standing in front of a urinal, it can probably tell that and just move down for you.
1: There's a sensor that can tell when your wiener is out and when you're ready to take a piss. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, look, I I, I guess I understand you on the the water conservation side of things. I've been in like two houses. I've been in one house in my life where there was a urinal installed in it. And then I, I think I've seen a display for a home urinal at a hardware store. And both times I've thought why like and i guess i get that it <laughs> saves water but it's like why have a you're still gonna have to have a toilet in there and you're just sacrificing bathroom space for one but function. you're not
0: with the potty pail. it's flush with the wall it takes up no additional space
1: yeah but it's still a thing that you piss into that comes out of the wall i don't know it, it like it's the same reason I wouldn't have a bidet in my house. That's all I'm saying. It's just like... It's, oh, it's... well, see there. There's the difference. I'm a bidet guy. Well, I mean, and look, and, and, and good for you, you European bastard. I, I guess that's good. <laughs> but I... Uh, I don't know. I guess I I guess I just want... Okay, the more we talk about this, the closer we get to a fetishy men's bathroom segment where it's all about how you can poop conveniently. So uh, it, it's it's done. It's the it's the urinal that's in the We're house. We're talking about pee, not poo. Yeah, totally different, Landon. Al says that, he talks about the different designer colors. Al says that his favorite is the seafoam green, and I thought, hey, just like Al's old apartment back in the day. Everybody
0: remember (laughs) that? How it had green walls like the hotel room in The Shining? Seafoam green and biscuit. Uh, And my note here was, come on, Al. You're better than that. You know your (laughs) colors. (laughs) Those are so 90s. I hate those colors. Those are my least favorite colors. Yeah, well, Al has his finger
1: on the pulse of the
0: time period of what people want to. (laughs) Okay, good point. point. And
1: also, if you hate, maybe he hates those colors too, which is why he wants to piss on them. Um, (laughs) So, from this, then. We cut we, well, to- Tim,
0: Tim gives a, just a funny little line to end the segment, which is, uh, oh, yeah. it opens like a mailbox. Uh, that's what Lou says. Look, it opens like a mailbox. Tim like bends down, because the camera gets in real close on it, bends down so that his face is right next to it and in the camera. And it goes, you want to look out for that return to senator feature, though? <laughs> Which is a funny line, and let's also just acknowledge that Tim is putting his face very close to the thing that people piss into. <laughs> um, we get a tool time doors kind of slide together to take us to All Seasons uh, Installations uh, booth. Uh, the, the All Seasons Installation—that's that's the name of the business. And installation the and not company. and not insulation. Nope, they install. In the insulation. Listen, I'm just not going to fess up to my my faux pas there. Uh, I, look, so I, I didn't just gonna, pay... I'm just going to double down and call it installations.
1: And I didn't pay close enough attention to know if you're uh, being truthful or not. So uh, so it's a catch-22. <laughs> totally it's truthful.
0: Stalemate. 100% truthful. It, um, they... Sounds <laughs> like he's telling the truth. <laughs> this <laughs> installation is made out of newspaper. Uh, Al says it's environmentally friendly. Plus, if you're ever stuck inside your wall, you have something to read. <laughs> and Al
1: laughs at his own joke and then no one else is laughing and he kind of grows sheepish and then he throws it over to Tim and the yep. camera whips around to directly across the sales floor from them where Tim is at a display with a whole bunch of huge fans. Yeah. And and I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't, don't know why I have to do this in one shot, but whatever, okay. And Tim is talking <laughs> about how, you know, oh, they've got this this fan here with a built-in light for it, so you can light your workshop and get rid of those toxic fumes
0: too. So have that extra bowl of chili, guys. Yeah, fart joke. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, whatever. And <laughs> now, before you go too much further with the the Tim thing, I want to go back to the insulation uh, thing because. Well, okay, I have a note about Richard Carn, but um, the thing to note here is that he's showing what the innards of these walls are made of, and it's mm. shredded. There's this big ball of shredded newspaper on this yeah. guy's counter, and mm. I, w- I have a note about Richard Carn. We've never talked about this before, um, but and it's Richard Carn specific, not Al Borland. He oh. is an expert at talking with his hands and having that like salesman uh, mannerism about him. He, hey, hey, he starts... Yeah, Billy Mays energy like he's he's good at that to the point that I have confused him
1: with Billy Mays in the past before we started (laughs) this podcast.
0: Because when he starts introducing it, he he starts talking with his hands, and it's it's very, like, I, I can't even really, I can't use my word pictures, but then he walks over and he, like, picks up the, the full newspaper, shows it to the camera, and then with he does, like, a cross-arm thing and picks up the uh, handful, but not enough to be messy about it, of the shredded newspaper. He walks over to the, the display, and he taps on the, the glass to show it inside mm, installed. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it just, it's... A marvel to look at when you watch it over and over and over again, like I have. He, not
1: not just a natural actor and not just a natural physical comedian, but a natural salesman as well. He, yes. He, the yeah. the
0: guy the guy has done this bit before. <laughs> yeah, professionally. Um, yes. Okay, so shredded newspaper on the counter. That's what we need to know for the the payoff of the next gag.
1: So so Tim. Goes to uh, try to turn on this fan that he's using, but he has to plug it in or something, or he has to turn on the power strip. I I don't remember exactly how he does it, but one way or another, he turns on all of the fans, all of these massive industrial-grade fans, and they start blowing. I think think it's just the one. uh, Whether it's it's one fan, one massive fan that's about half as tall as Tim. He gets this huge fan started at super high speed, and then we cut... Directly across from him, and now I realize why they've shown us this. Where Al is with all of the the newspaper, and, it, and he's like Tim, no! And the newspaper all starts blowing away, and Al starts getting blown away, and the salesman who Al is with has a toupee that's getting blown off, and they're all like trying to hold on to the table. I'm like Tim, turn off the fan! And Tim is trying to get back to the fan, but he's getting blown away from it. This is. The hardest I've ever laughed at Home Improvement for <laughs> wow. so long. I was losing my shit. I was laughing so loud. It was a beautifully <laughs> telegraphed and set up bit, and it was just great physical <laughs> comedy. I love, love, loved it. It made me so happy.
0: <laughs> and the guy, the guy, uh, when, uh, when they finally are able to turn the fan off and uh, Tim picks up the guy's toupee and slaps it back on top of his head, uh, the guy's not angry. He he's like, "Are you kidding me? Tim, the Tool Man Taylor, just destroyed my my booth. This is gonna drive sales through the roof."
1: Yeah, yeah. and He, he says,
0: really excited about it.
1: He says, "How do you guys think up these gags?" And Tim goes, "Ah, uh, yeah. The trick is making it look like an accident. Just." Just great, just just really yeah. good, just a whole good. Bit. I, now, l-
0: listen, I'm not banging on my theories like I used to. That drum is uh, that, <laughs> become a little loose over the years. That, that, but, that drum um, has been put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. <laughs> but uh, listen, he explicitly said that they have to make it look fake because they definitely scripted. I'm gonna yeah. Take, I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take his words and not his performance for gospel on that. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Take him seriously, but not... No, take him literally, but not seriously. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know if you caught on one of the newspapers that flew by, but uh, uh, on the... There's a headline on it. You know how I like to read my newspapers. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on it, it said, Character actor Corner.
1: Oh, no, Character... was that below the thing about the steamboat wreckage
0: washing up and the thousands <laughs> of people who died in disasters? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh. The character actor in this... Um, little scene here, is Tony Rossi. Mm. Uh, He has 35 credits going all the way back to a movie called Breakfast in Bed. Uh, Just Shoot Me was uh, Mm. the same uh, year that Home Improvement was. He's still working today. Um, He was in movies like U.S. Marshals, TV shows like Becker. Uh, He was on two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, including... Uh, the pilot, he was in including, general hospital, in, including the pilot. <laughs> you said, yes, the pilot of oh. How I Met Your Mother.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you choked on your words or something. Like it was something like it's hard for you to talk about the pilot for How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> That's where
0: I started crying in this episode
1: <laughs> <laughs> because we're thinking about how he wound up marrying Aunt Robin, and it was so sweet and not at all drawn out, <laughs>
0: way longer than it should have been. Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. Was he on ER? Do you want your clues? Yes, was he on NYPD Blue? He was not. Cheers. He was not. Fraser. He was not. Not on ER. He was not on ER. Boom! Boom! Congratulations. <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you. It didn't have the feel of it. No, there's no point in explaining it. I have no way of guessing these things. I, I
0: go off zero <laughs> intuition. Um, Tony Rossi. Thank you, sir. Let's go thank back you for to what you the do. episode already in progress uh is there anything more for this uh he was happy for the 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 tool man uh, gag yeah i know that transition
1: yeah we and then we're then we're in the lobby where jill is bumming around and the concierge enthusiastic concierge asks her if she's uh you know what she's seen in cleveland so far and she explains that she's still waiting for the boys to get up and come downstairs for her so she's so far only seen the vending machine and the (laughs) concierge goes cajun hot fries that was my idea.
0: <laughs> He's very proud of it. And you know, those Cajun hot fries, they are in the vending machine right next to Character Actor Corner.
1: Oh, no, we're back.
0: I was, look, I was, <laughs> is it, when I was
1: watching this guy's performance, which is superb, I was thinking, I'm <laughs> yes. looking forward to this Character Actor Corner because I want to learn what this guy's whole deal is.
0: <laughs> uh, the concierge is played by an actor by the name of Eric Say it. I think hmm. I'm pronouncing that correct. S- Say it, it again. I- <laughs> e T. Oh, boy. Um, He goes back to his first credit, Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: (gasps) Who was he in Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
0: (laughs) A character that I can't place. uh, The name is Shermerite. Uh
1: Shermerite though, no, okay, well then that might be if if it's set in Shermer, Illinois, then maybe in Illinois. Illinois. My god, I pronounced it like James Stevens album. Uh your parents are your parents lived in the Midwest. They should know how to pronounce Illinois. At least I have a, I, I have agree an with excuse. You. Uh but if so Shermerite might just maybe he was just some background character in that who was listed as
0: a a Shermerite. It could be because uh next is Groundhog Day, he was Buster's son. Mm. Um <laughs> then going on a little bit further, he was on The rains Brothers, uh, Murphy Brown, Drew Carey Show, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Third Rock from the Sun. I'm going consecutively. I'm not even skipping things here. Wings, The Single Guy. Um, he was in the Shaq movie, Steel, Ooh. playing Young young Cop. Young um, Cop,
1: my favorite rapper.
0: Uh, his last credit looks like The Good Wife in 2009. Uh, Oh, he was also in Godzilla playing Apache Pilot. Do you want to know your clues as to whether or not he was on ER? He was playing Apacheite in Godzilla. Uh,
1: Yeah, was he on NYPD Blue playing New (laughs) Yorkite? Detectiveite?
0: Detectiveite. He was on an episode of NYPD Blue. Was he on Cheers playing Cheersite? He was not on Cheers. Fraserite? Uh no, not on Fraser, but he was in Nightman. Oh my god. I don't know oh. if you ever watched Nightman.
1: Yeah, the the mu- the musical that Charlie Day does on uh, it's always sunny in <laughs> Philadelphia. It's great. He 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 fights the he, well, yeah, he fights the Dayman and is the champion of the sun, right? No, Dayman is the champion no.
0: of the sun. <laughs> Nightman. Um you might remember uh from our um you know, I'm not going to go to Nightman Look up Nightman oh. if you want to. It's a superhero movie that was in syndication in the 90s. Okay. Okay. Was okay. he on ER? Uh, I'm going to say no, he was not on ER. Incorrect. He was on an episode of ER in 1998 called My Brother's Keeper, which I feel like we've seen a character actor that was on that episode before.
1: Well, it's also – also, every show has at least six episodes called My Brother's Keeper, so that that's <laughs> – Fair I mean, point. we might be confusing we
0: don't, it. We don't track all of them. Oh, you know what? You know why? Why? He was in Totally Tool Time. What? I don't remember. Was he? Eric, Eric say it. He played a character named Barry. Barry? Totally I don't, Tool I don't Time. I don't know. Was that this season? That's the, Drew, that's the Drew Carey episode. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, we just watched
0: that. Barry?
1: Okay, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, some kind of Cleveland connection, I guess. I don't know. You know
0: why I don't remember him? He's the mystery. Remember that episode we oh, had a mystery character guy, they, actor? Yeah, they, they cut him or something. They cut his scene. Maybe maybe they
1: wrote him into this to make up for the fact that he got cut from the yeah. other one. Because yeah. they knew how good he was. Yeah, and he was good. He's great. I think this character is hysterical. Um, yes. His, his you know, both in the writing and the performance. Uh, so... Anyway, coming out of the character actor corner and back to the Cajun Fries, uh, Brad comes out and tells Jill, basically, that he's still enjoying the trade show and wants to hang out there rather than hang out with her. And she yep. is low-key upset by that. But fine, do what you're going to do. So he goes back. See ya. Uh, Randy and Mark come down. And mm-hmm. uh, she's telling them, okay, well, let's go to lunch. And Randy says, oh, well, I want to hang out with Kevin, son of Lou, the guy with the cool-ass laptop. He's go- He invited me to go hang at the mall. And Jill says, you'll be missing the chance to see memorabilia from rock legend Jimi Hendrix. You love Jimi Hendrix. And Randy says the reason why I never went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I love his music. I don't need to see his lunchbox. And I I just think it's so ahead of its time that this show, even though the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was brand new at this point, the show had already zeroed in on why it's ultimately just not a thing I need to see.
0: Okay, now here's where, where I'm going to draw the distinction for myself. I agree. Okay. I could. I don't really care about seeing memorabilia. It's. It, it is what it is. Just you know, it's a thing that existed. Like, who cares about seeing Elvis's tracksuit, right? Okay, fine. Yeah. I am interested in seeing and being immersed in a world where it's telling me a, a story or giving me a new perspective on the history of something. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I, that's why I liked the idea of the exhibit of the changing faces of rock and roll, because I can see in a compressed way how rock and roll has changed over the years. Uh, and I might learn something from that. You're
1: really banking a whole lot on a presumably fictional exhibit that a one-off nameless character (laughs) in a home improvement episode attributes to being at this museum. Like you're, you've, you've created an entire day at the museum walking through this thing, presumably with Jill.
0: This is I, 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 I fight with people, particularly my parents, when we go to museums all the time. My dad is someone who is just like, get the pamphlet and just he's looking at, okay, cross that off the list, we did that, we did that, we did that, Ugh. we did that, we did that. And I'm someone who's like, I don't want a pamphlet, just point me in the start, you know on the the game board, put me on start and let me walk my way around to you know uh, go yeah and I'll you know like because you could have you seen the endeavor? Uh, at the Space Center uh, in, in L.A. there. Uh, n- no, I've actually not seen the Endeavor here, no. Okay, so somebody could walk into that hangar, go and see the Endeavor, and, you know, it could be a 10, 15-minute experience, right? You walk in, you see it, you're like, oh my god, that's bigger than I thought, I can't believe that's in space, oh my god, okay, great, goodbye, let's go get some expensive churro somewhere. <laughs> you you could do that. You could, I'm- you could. I'm so they have the these placards that go all the way around the hangar that give you the history of the Apollo missions and first people into space and and why they did this and the tribulations that, that took them to get to there so that I understand the context for why endeavor was endeavor and you know what it is I'm actually looking at that's what you, I like and you, I feel you, like the rock and roll Hall of fame would do that. you would be a read every placard in the museum guy that that makes sense. <laughs> This this is why I'm totally fine going to museums by myself, because I understand people don't want to do that. Everyone museums at their own pace, believe me. I'm, you know... I will
1: I will walk by if it's an art museum I will walk by plenty of plenty of artwork and plenty of placards but then if I see one that I like I will want to stand in front of it for like twenty minutes just drinking it in so
0: I I, I get yeah. it everyone everyone's got their own speed that is insufferable to everyone else I have read every single placard in the gem room of the natural history museum in Los Angeles so I used to be a member there uh that's just who that's how I roll I'm just telling you this is this is, a, this is an episode where you get to learn a little bit about me and well, it's not important. always pretty. Landon
1: liked uncut gems before it was a movie. <laughs> he just sta- stand there in the gem room going, holy shit, I'm going to come. So anyway, uh, so Randy doesn't need to see Jimi Hendrix's lunchbox, and uh, and Jill turns to Mark and says, well, I guess since the other boys don't want to hang out with me, you don't either. And Mark says, well, I mean, I would, but how would it look? Which in a
0: way is the most cutting of Vicious, all of them, yeah. really. <laughs> It really is. Um, and I, you don't expect that from Mark, but I believe that this is his first like foray into like. Okay, listen. I, I put my toe in that goth water, and I didn't not like it. <laughs> goth
1: water um, is a horror movie or a wonderful it's, wonderful product.
0: It's a new new scent, new scent from Wes Craven.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's bottled water that is completely black like it, it's it's just regular water but it looks it's black just,
0: it's that goop from alien uh from prometheus
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you touch it and then uh and then goths burst out of you
0: um <laughs> so, so he leaves he okay bye yeah. and then uh jill's like well what do i do for lunch mm-hmm. and then and then she
1: and then he says something like uh he says something like well no, no. She says to Mark, "But well, what are you going to do for lunch?" He says, "I'll get something from the vending machine." And oh, right. they, they've got they've got Cajun hot fries. And as he walks away, then the mater uh, the, not the mater D, the the concierge is there and just goes, "My idea."
0: <laughs> <laughs> then we get a Cajun hot fries transition to a commercial. Yes, um, we come back away from that at tool time, and they are now at the bombs away pest control booth, uh, the only place that does a fumigation vacation. Yeah. And uh, Tim is explaining
1: how they have sonar technology, which can be used to ward off bees, fleas, or this big jar of poisonous mosquitoes, which he gestures to. And right away, the audience (laughs) kind of, you hear this ripple go through the
0: audience of like, they're not gonna. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, I just want to warn you. One of my favorite lines of the series is coming up in a minute. Oh, oh boy. Um, I know. Uh, and so as he's as they're going through this uh, demonstration of this uh, sonic wave thing, uh, Jill appears in the background of all these people and starts waving her hands in the air to get Tim's attention, um, which, you know, Tim's not hard to distract. How do yeah. you think this goes? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he So he
1: is, you know, as he's trying to do his live shot, he is distracted by Jill. So eventually
0: he tells them is to it cut live, or though? something. Should we? I, 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 that's a question I have. I, this doesn't strike me as a live thing. I Maybe thought some. it was, but they're clearly I think they're shooting spots so that they can edit them together into a full episode.
1: After what we saw last week, you're really going to try to apply some sort of logic over is it live, is it not live, is it spots? Is, you know, <laughs> what are they breaking time code Are they turning off um, the camera? Yeah, it, it's it is both it is both live and it is taped and they're doing spy like it's everything. It's everything that a TV
0: uh, show could be at once. As long as this microphone is in front of me, I will never stop asking questions, though. <laughs> That Like a true journalist. That's all I expect. <laughs> um,
1: we, we are home improvement journalists here. So anyway, t- Tim kind of goes over to see what's going on with Jill. He thinks something's wrong. And she says, just, oh, well the, you know, all the boys left. They, they don't want to be with me. They go want to do other stuff. And Tim goes, yeah, those boys can be pretty insensitive. Well, got to go. And <laughs> Jill is getting after him for not thinking this is important. And Tim yeah. is making the very valid point that it's like, I'm trying to do my job right
0: now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, Jill is correct to a certain degree of, like, it's important to express your feelings while they're happening, but at yes. the same time, is like, okay, but I don't like being on Tim's side, but, you know, I'm on Tim's side here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, let, let the man make his TV show that paid for this trip. Uh so,
1: Jill gets angry then and storms away, saying, like, I, you know, you don't want to be with me. The boys don't want to be with me. Fine. And so then Tim tries to go after her, and his mic cord winds up tipping over the jar full of mosquitoes. Oh, no! <laughs> and then everyone freaks out,
0: and all of the extras around them are, like, running around smacking one of, mosquitoes. One of my favorite things is to watch uh, background actors have to, like, all do a similar thing. Thing and then try to watch how they all interpret it a little bit differently. Yes, in, in movies and TV shows, doing watching that is just always one of my favorite things. You, you must—it's a bunch you, of non-actors trying to act something you, you silly. M- You must love nightclub scenes, then. That must be your favorite thing. It's it's great, honestly. The TV show Lost was one of the best to watch for extras. It's where I started uh, noticing them uh, because it'd just be like two guys in the or a guy and a girl in the background just like debating over should we put this like raggedy uh, cloth down on the ground here? I don't know. Maybe maybe it would look better draped over that chair. and they would just be going at that for like the entirety of the scene anyway my favorite line happens here as everyone is flailing their arms in the air and all chaos is ensuing with these mosquitoes just in the background you don't even see al say it you just hear richard carn go this is a disaster (laughs) that's your favorite line in all is it the is it the reed it's the read. It's the fact that they somebody wrote it, and it was a campy line to begin with, and then they had Richard Karn try to sell it, and he does, and it's funny in a way that's like it knows it's silly. I don't know. I, everything about it just really—I don't. It made me laugh really hard. <laughs> uh, I'm look. It's the, it's the little it's the little
1: moments that catch you by surprise. I say. <laughs> I, I'm. I support I mean, that being your favorite moment
0: it is it's it is like one step away from like Trey Parker and Matt Stone where you know the scene could have kept like there's a there's a scene in Dirty Work remember the Norm Macdonald movie mm mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> where they are they are playing pranks on people they put fish in something and then they accidentally uh, <laughs> uh interrupt a drug deal gone wrong and it just there's a thing that happens, like, the camera stays on the uh, him and Artie Lang's face for, like, five minutes. As you hear in the other room this drug deal go really bad. <laughs> it starts <laughs> with, like, distrust, and then there's a shootout. Someone pulls out a chainsaw at one point. The guy starts screaming, like, I can't believe, no, he's got a chainsaw, and he's showing off my, oh, no, now the other guy got the chainsaw, and he's going <laughs> after the first guy. Like, that's the level of what Richard Carn is doing with just, this is a disaster. <laughs> it would have gone into that had the, the scene gone on longer. Yeah, It's some of the high camp from last week came back in this episode. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Uh, so anyway, uh, Tim catches up with Jill as everybody is around them is freaking out and slapping away mosquitoes and tries to have a, an honest conversation with her. And I just, I love that I love that this gag has become the background for the scene. I love the way that they've <laughs> married the main emotional plot of the episode with the hijinks. It's perfect. Yeah. And she's... And Tim is saying, like, that. you know, that it's you know natural as boys get older for them to not want to hang out with their mom and jill goes i'm not just their mom i'm their friend i'm their confidant and tim says you're also a psychology student you should know this is normal and it's like wow really good point tim very well executed <laughs> and then jill goes how would you know what normal is and tim kind of sighs and says i can recognize it in other people which just just <laughs> also very funny line. very good yeah, line
0: yeah. Just uh, uh, but she kind of gives up and says, well, I guess I'm just going to have to go see Cleveland on my own. Give me give me the car, keys to the car. And Tim's like, yeah. okay. And she's like, where'd you park? He's like, just follow the smell. Um, the people giving out fertilizer were really generous this year. And yep. uh, she's like, okay, fine. I'm just going to go take a cab.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, so she goes. We get a,
0: fer- we get a fertilizer transition to uh, Tilt Time, the show. Uh, well, yeah. No, I no, mean, no, it? no, okay. Yeah, it's, it's not just Tim, Tim and sorry. Al yeah. talking, yeah. Just the, um, the expo, yeah, okay.
1: But Al, whose face is now covered in mosquito bites, uh, tells <laughs> Tim that due to the publicity from the mosquito bit that that it brought to uh, the uh, exterminator business, now every vendor there wants the Tool Time guys to destroy their booth, and their next <laughs> their next remote segment is going to be with a, a forklift vendor. And so <laughs> Al and, and Heidi... the forklift run... vendor is... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, okay, uh, but so they Al and Heidi run off to get that set up, and then uh, uh, Brad catches up with Tim, and Tim is going, "Oh, hey, you know, let's come do this forklift thing with me. You can come see it." And uh, Brad says that no, he and a couple other guys that he met want to go hang out with some dudes over at the hot tub show
0: because they want to look at the sexy models. <laughs> <laughs> totally on brand for Brad. Yep, because we didn't even mention in the last scene they say something about Brad, and there's just a cutaway shot to him getting his picture taken with two models. Yeah. Uh, apparently the mosquitoes are <laughs> um, not attracted to them the way Brad is. Yeah, no, the, the bronzer is totally off-putting for them. <laughs> um,
1: so, uh, but so, yeah, Tim starts to feel bad and kind of left out that Brad doesn't want to stay with him at the and, and see him drive a forklift around, and Brad catches this and goes, God, you're getting as bad as Mom. And... Tim reluctantly tells Brad, well, you can do what you want, but, you know, try and be nicer to your mom also and recognize that she loves you. And Brad
0: goes, yeah, yeah. fine. I'll be nice to mom when I get home. <laughs> but this is this is the start of like a, the Tim that I've always wanted. Like, yeah, when Tim is taken aback by Brad not wanting to hang out, like he's genuinely surprised, like, oh, I'm in the same camp as your mom. I didn't expect that. Yeah, Uh, Brad kind of like throws it at him. He's like, what did you expect? And how is spending time with you going to make mom feel better? And Mm -hmm. Tim's like, oh, hold on. I just want you to be nicer to her. I mean, Mm -hmm. just think about your mom's feelings for a second. And that was like, oh, where, where was that Tim in the therapy episode earlier this season? Yeah. Yeah.
1: To see seeing Tim sticking up for Jill in front of the boys is a, a sadly yeah, without, rare thing without Jill there. Yeah. But it's I mean, seeing it now, it's like, great. Okay, I'll take it. I wish we had more of it. But I'm always encouraged when I see it. I'm sure it'll be I'm <laughs> sure the next episode it won't happen. But
0: whatever. It's good. I'll take yeah, it when I right. got it. Um, uh, so when Brad leaves, Alan, Heidi come rushing over and they're like, guess what, Tim? <laughs> the, the forklifts in the next segment are right next to a plate glass window display. <laughs> Think and of the possibilities.
1: It might be the funniest line in the ep. For how hard I laughed at the other bit, this might be my favorite line. Just the wow. show finally meta-joking on... Like, this whole, <laughs> this whole episode really is just meta-jokes about how Tim and and tool time is about breaking stuff but
0: i yeah. i loved it i thought it was how excited <laughs> al is about it and how heidi is is in on it too yeah but tim's like you know what i got to go take care of something you guys set up or do the segment yourself i don't care i'll be right back and he leaves and al just kind of pouts and heidi just like little kids I, I, it was just so it tickled me so much heidi's like you want to go break some glass <laughs> 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 like she's stinky enticing brad to go through some bricks um <laughs> She (laughs) and Alice is like, it's just not the same without Tim. (laughs) (laughs) That's loyalty, right there. That's that's a co host. Uh, we get a uh, forklift transition to the room and. Just immediately, this scene takes on a different tone. So mm-hmm. Jill is sitting there alone in the room. She, we pan over the the coffee table where she's raided the mini fridge. Pistachios are everywhere. Cola, just I, I mean, she's gonna sugar crash real soon here. Yeah, um, not
1: not even Benford cola, just cola. No, but also a mug root beer. Uh,
0: well, it says it, it's it's designed like a mug root beer. It's actually oh. called oh. cold <laughs> cold root beer oh well that's what you
1: want that's what you want you, you don't want it warm <laughs> yeah warm root beer they put those warm root beer people right out of business um but and so are you going to talk about what we're what we're hearing her watching on tv
0: oh i didn't catch that
1: oh my god landon you missed a, a brilliant moment okay we're panning over all of this junk food jill sitting there in front of the hotel room coffee table watching tv and she's watching the mm-hmm. Just the, the hotel channel. Like welcome to the Sheraton Grand. We've okay, got all these yeah. amenities and the pool is on the fourth floor. So anyway, it's, it's going yeah, right. It, it's going through that and then we catch the tail end of, of that and we're here the voice reading it is kind of familiar, and it's saying, And on the fourth floor, a brand new vending machine featuring Cajun hot fries. My idea. <laughs> yeah. The concierge <laughs> recorded the the hotel TV special thing and, and, it- and And when he says no, and when he says my idea, Jill throws like a pistachio
0: shell at the TV. Chef's kiss, 10 billion chef's kisses. That really paints his concierge out, that he's more proud of getting Cajun hot fries in the vending machine than he is about doing the commercial for it. Like, this is going out to hundreds and hundreds of people, and he's still more proud about spreading do you think he's he's from new orleans or something like what do you think his relationship to cajun hot fries are that he's so proud of it uh yeah yeah what he's he he grew up in he grew up
1: in new orleans but he he always hated it and just was longing to see the the bright lights in the big city of of cleveland and he got (laughs) up there but then he he realized he wanted to bring a little bit of home with him so he
0: he realized he was in cleveland (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh, it, this doesn't rock
1: as much as the Drew Carey show theme song led me to believe it would, uh, hall of fame, notwithstanding. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I this, the concierge really gives me a uh, slight, uh, Steve Buscemi and Barton Fink vibes, a movie where John <laughs> Turturro checks into a hotel with seemingly only one guest and only one employee yes. who is this very enthusiastic dude named Chet who loves eating, uh, <laughs> loves eating ribs. And, uh, Helping him out, <laughs> you you don't need to think explain to me. Uh, as I, we know, that is I, my I'm, Hudsucker. I, I I get that. I get that. I'm I'm think explaining to everyone else that oh, believe okay, it or not, it. there was a '90s Coen Brothers movie other than Hudsucker Proxy that I know about. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tim comes in as Jill is sitting yep. there watching this,
0: and you know asks her what's so, up. It, and I, I just want to I want to take this beat by beat here because he, Tim Tim Allen's performance starts the second that door opens. Yes. he doesn't kind of go through these you know motions of like you could tell like I I don't know if it's the movies he's been doing or or what, but like this is a different performer than when Tim Allen started this series. Yes, he he walks in visibly emotionally shaken or at least affected by his interaction with Brad. Like, he's realized something as a human being that he didn't know going into this episode. And Not, yeah. not the performer, Tim Taylor, is like, yeah. oh, going into this expo, I had one perception of the way things currently are, and that just got shattered, and I don't know how I feel about it. And he's got this, like, kind of faraway look in his eye as he walks in and just slumps down on the ground next to Jill. Mm-hmm. On the floor, it, yeah on the floor and he asks her about her day. She says, oh yeah, well, I went to the zoo. I went to the rock and roll hall of fame, all with Roy Belasco. And Tim's like, who's Roy Belasco? She's like, he was my cabbie. (laughs) Here's a picture of me and Roy in front of Elvis's deep fryer. (laughs) And
1: and here here we are with Bob Dylan's third grade report card. That's a D in (laughs) chorus, by the way. Beautiful joke about how, Bob Dylan's voice is shitty. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Uh, You say shitty. I say folksy. Look, Um, I like Bob Dylan's voice. I'm just saying that's that's a good way of making a joke. It is a de inquire. Yeah. It's yeah. It's you know him and Tom Waits
0: are birds of a feather. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're getting long in the tooth. I do have questions about timeline. Like, uh, to me, the. Tim and Brad incident happened literally right before this scene but it also felt like it happened right after the previous scene with Jill so like what's happening with this time I don't know but uh, it's it's a it, it's an empire strikes back
1: situation like how how long <laughs> how long are they trying to get to Bespin how long is yeah. is he on
0: Dagobah it doesn't make sense it doesn't matter either um so he says uh, you know he reiterates to Jill what happened with Brad and you know he says he gets it uh and they start talking about, like, just yesterday, uh, all they wanted to do is be around us, you know. And we get it, we go into this, like, look into parenthood that I don't feel like the show goes into enough. That this is the sort of thing I was talking about wanting, of like, mm-hmm. there's a perspective here that has been missing from this show of how do, you know, we, we always end on some sort of, you know, Timism to get us out of an episode, or they go bone, which. It is coincidental because they do go yeah. bone at the end of this, but um, but they earn the boning this time. they earn the boning. They do. yes,
1: <laughs> not directed by Peter Bonner is interestingly enough. Um no, i I, I agree. like it, they this is a very kind of Tim engages and is more open and kind of emotionally available than ever before. I think yep. because this scene is written with an eye towards no, let's have them actually talk about the nature of watching your children grow older rather than have Jill be talking about it and Tim trying to make jokes about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, they... Well, well first, when, when Tim first tells, tells uh, Jill that Brad ditched him, uh, Jill... Just hands him a can of of uh, of peanuts and says, "Have some honey roasted peanuts. They're only sixteen bucks." But yeah, they're they're talking about how you know Mark had this old cowboy suit that they that he always wanted to wear all the time, and Randy had these race car pajamas and... that that Tim wanted to get yeah. in his own size, and
0: Brad's uh, Cub, uh Scout. Cub Scout badges and stuff like that, and um, that Jill has came across this recently and and just couldn't bring yourself to toss it all out
1: yeah and Tim Tim gets unusually uh, profound and says there's something weird going on here you spend your whole life raising these kids and then when they start to get a little bit cool to hang around with they ditch you
0: which my my mom has said some version of that to me so many times <laughs> <laughs> that that is that's what I was uh, referring to earlier in the episode well kind of this whole scene uh, of mm-hmm. just understanding that parents go through some a different experience than kids do like yeah that brought me back but that line specifically was like oh I've kind of taken that I've internalized that that philosophy or that perspective probably since I first saw this episode mm. uh, and like that's kind of how I always saw kids and now to see that kind of come back and show me where that started I'm like oh wow that felt weird yeah. um, in addition to just the the other, you know heavy stuff that's going on here the really great acting that they're yeah. both doing um and just they're 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 fine playing this sad you know mm-hmm. a little wistful yeah. a little nostalgic and like n- like the proper term of nostalgic not like you know coming over 80s memorabilia <laughs> like w- literally getting a little um lethargic over how things used to be like okay, J- Jill starts yeah, Jill starts talking about how she just doesn't want to ha-
1: have the same relationship with her kids that she oh. has with her parents and she starts getting... Yeah, this, this is what got me. She starts getting kind of choked up and crying and Tim, God bless him, you know, he scooches closer to and he puts his arm around her and he reminds her that you know, no, you're, get, you're being a much better mother to them than your parents were to you. The boys love yeah. and they trust you. You know, Randy asks you for advice... Ab- Brad asks you for advice about girls and Randy asks you for advice about clothes and Mark hugs you. Like, I don't know, just like just telling her what a great mom she is and how much the boys yeah. love her. And it's it's this moment of like, oh, wait, Tim couldn't be this way? Like, he can just turn this on? He can be like a good, caring man when he when he wants? It's...
0: Yeah. Just I, a yeah. compassionate human being. It was... I mean, because what broke me and what broke her is, you know, she's when she says she doesn't... And we know her history. The show has sh- yeah. shown us her, her yes. turmoil with her parents and her sisters. And to hear her, her voice literally break when she goes, I work so hard... Uh, at raising the kids, you know, she's implying, and, like, she can't even get through the sentence, and Tim just immediately dives in, and I was, was, it was broken. It it broke me for the rest of the scene. Um, It's It's really, really... And again, this scene is happening
1: like right after Tim releases mosquitoes into a room full of people and people are running around slapping themselves in the face to not get bitten like I, I, yeah it's it's just yeah a, a huge amount of emotional range and of range in the performances from all of the actors um yep. yeah whoof it's it's a really good scene and so it was so th- and then and then as as if to flex, as if they know we're, we're already we've got Truman and Landon eating out of our hands. Now let's now let's yep. really let's really put a button on it. Tim says let's let's do the thing that Truman and Landon have always criticized the show for. Tim <laughs> says to Jill, you know, there is a benefit to the boys not always being around. And he kind of smirks at her <laughs> and she kind of gives him a look back. And Tim gets up and says, I'll lock the door. You bring my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's earned so it's good. earned so completely <laughs> well earned i uh d- my hat goes off n- remind me that i'm saying the, the woman who wrote this episode again remind me her name ruth I, bennett ruth bennett my my hat goes off to you ma'am you did such a great <laughs> job writing this i could c- congratulations do a great run on home improvement and family ties d- i mean honestly this is f- this is Family Ties quality, right? Like, Family Ties is a good good show. It's well-written. It's got yep. very good emotional heft to it, and they're really bringing that to bear
0: in this episode. Yeah, Um, I I agree, and it's one of those things. This happens to me sometimes, where like if if something will make me cry first, and then they don't have to try so hard to make me laugh, because if they if someone can make me laugh through my tears, I will laugh extra hard. So that's what happened to me at that final line about bring me my nuts. Like it was such a stupid thing. To make me to laugh at through my tears, but I did, and I you know the emotions were still running high to me as we went into our stinger, which is out in the backyard. Yeah, um, the boys and Tim come out uh, to Jill, who's well, out there with a present in their hand.
1: Ha- now, hang on qu- quickly, not to derail you. First, Jill is in the backyard giving oh, thanks, Wilson right. a yeah. photo from the Rock uh, yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame, a picture that famous picture of the young Beatles with a very young Wilson in the background, <laughs> with his the lower half of his face blocked by one of their heads. I, wearing wearing his pet and Fisher's hat. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I just, I don't know, man. After, I don't know how funny I would find that in a vacuum, but I think after everything else, I'm like, muzzle-tub this episode. Keep giving,
0: it's all good. It's all funny. Yeah. Um, Tim and um, so so the then boys goes, bring yeah. Jill the gift, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, she she's so surprised. And, you know, it's such a nice gesture after what she's been through emotionally uh, with this vacation. You know, I just thought it was, you know, I don't know who orchestrated it, who did what, but um i you know to not only get an emotional uh catharsis with their their you know talk but then to see jill appreciated was just too mm-hmm. much for me it was um, it was they give, yeah they so. give her this this present and you know again in a on a personal level like my mom made me a blanket uh mm-hmm. of my old clothes once and i still have it and Aww. like it i was still kind of like weepy from the previous scene by the time that came out i just i couldn't I couldn't keep it together. Oh man,
1: that's that's really that's that's it's an incredibly sweet moment, and that's an incredibly sweet thing that your mom did for you. That must be a very that must be a very special blanket, um, yeah, and yeah, so she she pulls out the you know, she opens it and sees it's this quilt of their old clothes. And she says, Oh my God, you didn't make this yourselves, did you?' And then she unfurls it and it's all ragged. and she says, You did. And that's very <laughs> very sweet. And Tim explains, yeah, we we found all the old clothes in the attic and we took them over to Al's and had a man's quilting bee. and Al makes a mean <laughs> banana bread. And I'm just thinking like, I, this episode has been great. It's been everything I want. I want a whole other episode about them making a quilt <laughs> with that, Al yeah. as Al <laughs> serves them banana bread. Like, the, like the like just the sim, the weight of Tim and these three boys spending an afternoon quilting with Al and what that says, like how <laughs> that runs against their character and what that says about their love for, for Jill is incredibly, incredibly sweet and touching and just, yes. and still funny. It's very, they, they hit a target yeah. <sighs> Hit a so much better than Shit's Creek.
0: I'm. So, I just gotta. This is gonna be my new thing.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I haven't also... seen
0: Shit's Creek, so maybe I should, and I could balance the scales a little bit because I love whole... Eugene Levy and I love Catherine O'Hara. I I love them too. And so if that says anything about my
1: impressions of the show. I'm not I'm not here to litigate shit's creek. Good people okay. can love and and and
0: and appre- Cuz we're already a, <laughs> we're already on the line for friends and you know I, I want to make amends for that. So
1: it's look, it's nothing like it's I the show it's not like a friends thing where I think that it, you know, it's evil and awful and bad. I just don't think it's very funny. Um that's beside okay. the point. There's a moment I want to call out also when they're when they see uh, uh, the cowboy outfit, Mark's cowboy outfit. Uh, Jill Mm -hmm. says, oh, here's the little hole where Randy shot you with an arrow. And in the back, (laughs) JTT is in the background there and just a really great piece of acting. He just kind of like raises an eyebrow, just very subtle, like, (laughs) yeah, I did that. But, like, it just, he acknowledges that he did it and kind of has a laugh about it. I I don't know. He's, the guy's a natural. He's just, so much good acting on this show, this episode particularly. I'm really high on
0: home improvement right now. You are. H I high. Ah, Um, Uh, very good. (laughs) We go to our outtakes where um, Jill is giving, uh, punching Tim uh, for a mosquito on his shoulder. (laughs) It's kind of funny. Yeah. Then uh, Al and Heidi uh, talking about um, forklifts and plate glass windows. Do, do,
1: and well, Al, do you, do you feel like breaking some glass? It's just not the same without Tim. And then they, they whatever.
0: He-
1: what? Al Al grabs Heidi and gives her this huge dramatic kiss, like dipping her over backwards, <laughs> like, and then they
0: like Adrian Brody and Halle Berry at the Oscars. I, except it seems like
1: Debbie Dunning knew that he was going to do this. Yeah, it, was it, it con- except yeah. consensual. Yes. Yeah. And they then they then hold hands and run off together, which I get it's just bloops. I get it's just goofing and yet you know, uh uh Marvel hey, what else a single guy now. True, he is. I mean, look, oh man, if that's what I'm this
0: sure. Is, well, Heidi's not though. She has a baby oh, and a shit.
1: Oh. oh, I forgot all about that. Oh yeah. Both both people have to be single for marriage to happen.
0: Ah, nah, Yes, so much to learn still. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. We go to Buena Vista and all that fun stuff, Wind Dancer. Yep. Um, wow, what an episode. What an episode. I'll what tell you, it was something. Uh, didn't expect to go through so many highs and not lows, but yeah, just but emotional emotion- places I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- yeah, uh, just totally unexpected.
1: A great a great episode again th- when this is all said and done i'm pro- you know i think we can point to maybe 12 to 15 home improvement episodes that are truly outstanding that we would recommend yeah. anybody watch if they want to get a sense for what the show is and this is unquestionably one of them this is just just a phenomenal yeah episode. Uh, what,
0: what the show can be I wouldn't say yes. that this is quintessential of what it is it, it's but, yeah what no no, it, no. Can, it can be at its best this is um, look episodes like this are why we made the podcast because we
1: have memories <laughs> of the show always being this good it's not yeah. but when it is this good oh it
0: sings Uh, and I'll tell you what else was unexpected <gasps> yeah Tim grunts in this episode <laughs> and he i does. almost fell out of my chair <laughs> i did too i was like oh i'm supposed to count these <laughs> I, so my guess is 1 because when he did it i was already in an emotional state cuz it <laughs> came in the the scene between him and jill in the hotel room yep. um in an episode that seems so primed for him to be grunting throughout Mm-hmm. We only get one ep- one grunt. Am I correct? Yes. You're you're
1: correct. Only one grunt in this episode, which is so many more grunts than the last like 10.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about the power of an industrial fan. We know how much Tim loves his fans. I mean, oh, yeah. he's just talking to Doug about it about the new Stan's Polish food bathroom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's you know, he's talking about fans. He's talking about manure and concrete and uh and bathrooms at one point all of tim's favorite things but no the only thing that gets a grunt is talking to his wife about the love of their sons which is (gasps) beautiful
0: um wow okay so one One. fantastic yep um do you have anything else that we didn't cover that you want to cover No, I don't want to cover anything else, and I haven't guest started
1: any other podcasts and then forgot about it, to the best of my (laughs) knowledge, so I think we're Well, if you haven't listened to Tope Suicida
0: yet, you can go do that. Um, Still listen to Tope Suicida. Great podcast about wrestling. I am... We are heading toward the end of the season, so I just want to touch on a few things here, as I've mentioned in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, The Big Super Spectacular is coming up, but not before we do a few bonus episodes, and we got some fun... Fucking stuff. Yeah, I use the F word. Oh, wow. Fun oh, landed fucking too, stuff lined up Too hot up for,
1: for you. TV. <laughs> Solano's <laughs> gone wild.
0: A, explicit label. Uh, we got some fun bonus episodes lined up for you. Um, but in our super spectacular every season, Truman and I debate who the MVP of the season is, but it, it pales in comparison to... To the People's Choice MVP. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where you guys vote. You choose who the MVP was for this season. So I will put that out on Twitter. So you uh, – it runs for about seven days. So leading up to our Super Spectacular. Um, follow us on Twitter. That's the best way to know when it's happening. Bro. Yep. Sis. Guys. Girls everything in between non- non-binary outside folks yeah and around yeah <laughs> up and down and left and right and cats and dogs holy moly Cat cats Follow and us dogs on twitter and directions i don't know grunt <laughs> work pod um also on twitter or instagram or you can email us uh i want to one of the big uh sections we're going to do in our super spectacular this year is talk about your thoughts on what home improvement does well what uh it doesn't do well what's aged um, you know, what does it mean to you? This is all in uh, reaction to my my little off the cuff rant on Friends mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, our our listen listener and patron, uh, Laren, giving me a new perspective and showing me the dangers of podcasting in a vacuum. So yes. um, I want to open this up to all kinds of perspectives. Let us know what you think. Home improvement does. Right, because uh, we're just two guys with an opinion, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a pretty homogenized with, opinion. With, with one opinion between us, we agree and we are in agreement. That is literally the, th- the theme of this podcast. So uh, if you don't agree, let us know what. Um, lastly, our Super Spectacular is going to be live. Woo. That's right. You can see us uh <laughs> discuss these things in real time no idea and why and that's all going to ha- happen over discord so uh join us there if you're not already on that forum uh jump on that channel do do that thing that they do on the discord I don't know what the terminology for this stuff is anymore Um, Uh, become a discord jockey I think that's it (laughs) okay discord jockey there you go Uh, you can find our link on Twitter Uh, I don't know if we have it on Instagram anymore but I'll put it up there you can find it it's out there Uh, join us on discord um, to watch us live do the end of season six as we go into our last two seasons Truman I have one more thing before we end this episode what is that thing? Is it a word, perchance? It is a word, and you did not say this week's <sighs> special word. I'm sorry. The word was "motor," as in like brick and mortar. Mortar. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, that would have been. I, I, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find words that have a, a somewhat. You know, they're, they're they're somewhat tied to the theme of the episode.
1: Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, you know, I mean, look, I need to, I need to try harder. If I may engage in some self-criticism, I need to try harder to say more words
0: on the show. And given how long <laughs> we talk for, that shouldn't be difficult. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then let's just get out of people's lives until next week. Uh... Gruntwork is made possible by our patrons. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com gruntworkpod, and you will gain access to our entire archive of Gruntwork Nights episodes. All of it? Leave us. All of them. Leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts because it's the fastest, easiest, and freest way to support us, and it goes a long way to help others find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Twitter or Instagram at GruntWorkPod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> One of these days you're going to fall asleep before you get to that prompt.
1: I, um, I I am stabbing myself in the heart with adrenaline like in Pulp Fiction so I can so I can say that line. Otherwise, people won't know what our website is.
0: On our website, you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. And until next week when we bring you another one of the last episodes of Season 6 of Home Improvement. I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember, we'd all like to flee to the cleave and
1: club hop down at the flats and have lunch with little Richard, but we fight those urges because we have responsibilities. <laughs>